What makes life worth living here on Earth so that by the time our lives ended, we'd know that we had loved enough, contributed enough, and lived our best life? Within our 13.8 billion year story, we can see where we come from, where we are now, and get a sense and understanding of where we could be going. With the advancement of technology and the influence of climate change, combined with economic shifts and changes, and so much more that's affecting the way that we live today. If you were given an opportunity to create a whole new paradigm, one that held your most important and sacred values, what would those values be? Let's find out what people all over the world are doing to shape the future and the new world they'd like to live into. I'm T-Bird Love, and I'd like to welcome you to New World Voices. This is a podcast of global voices offering skills, tools, and leadership for a sustainable co-creative society based on eco-responsibility and human connection. Hello, everybody. It's me, T-Bird Love. I am your host of New World Voices, and today we got a special guest sitting here next to me. I sometimes call him, what's up, Boston, because that's when I first <laughs> met him over here in Shanghai at a um, festival called Dragon Berm. His full name is Michael Tor- Tokars, right? I said that, that right? That's correct. That's so cool, That and that means carpenter, right? Is that what you just told me? That yeah, that's one way. Yeah, turner, like a cabinet turn, like a cabinet maker. So yeah, a kind of carpenter. Okay, I, I like. First of all, reading it is cool. Tow cars. Okay, so it's funny how when you know people, but you don't know their total last name until you find out that it means carpenter. Well, turner, which is a form of it. And anyway, very super cool. Um, but what I do know about Michael and what kind of like turns me on about him, not only just learning about his last name. Is his beautiful heart and who he is in this community because he has this kind of like, if I were to describe it, everybody, when you look at him and when he's in the room, like even now sitting on the couch, there's an aura shining around him. He has this natural light that kind of comes through his pores and you automatically feel like, wow, I'm home. And I think when I, even when I first met you in Dragonbird, we immediately had that like deep connection. I was like, what? Like, who is this? magical energetic being who brings I don't know this warm feeling to my heart and so you know I have a feeling that's just your natural way of being but also so everybody else knows this and something that he um, does and what makes a lot of sense is he also does Usui holy fire Reiki and I can't wait till you hear about it because when you say holy fire that sounds pretty amazing to me and I think it's going to be wonderful to kind of learn um, uh, more about that um, he's a Reiki master um, you've been doing this for like 15 years something yeah, like that more, a little longer than, than that I think I started is 2002 or 2003 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when my best friend after he dropped out of <laughs> university to become a massage therapist mm-hmm. um, in his training course yeah. um, there was a Reiki one attunement to go with it so he got attuned to it like he would tune a guitar (laughs) to open up his channels he became a master teacher pretty quickly taught me and I thought wow this is pretty cool (laughs) Uh, and then I just practiced and practiced Uh and um, one of my other friends did my master level in 2005 right Mm -hmm. before I left the Boston area to move to Seattle Mm -hmm. 
And now you've been here for about 10 years-ish. Yeah, here in China. So, okay, so everybody just check it. So I have this beautiful light being sitting here across from me who comes from Boston, but from really a lot of places. Almost 15 years have been doing Reiki and um, because his best friend dropped out of college and decided to get tuned up uh, from massage school and Reiki. And now here you are, fast forward, also training people and how to do this incredible modality. So I guess, welcome. And <laughs> what I'd love for you to just kind of like open up, what does the holy fire part of Reiki mean? And just kind of give us a context and how you're using it because... I mean, the way that you show up in community, it's like love, connection, awareness, bringing consciousness, being a great role model for the kids that you teach, helping them to know that life is meaningful. I mean, you ca you clearly carry um, a lot with you. And so I'm wondering if it was the chicken or the egg first, you know, did Reiki come first? Have you always been like this? This is like one of the vehicles and how are you you know, how do you see this carrying more into your life? Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll start before Reiki came to me. I was, as a kid, I was always in the occult section of the bookstores <laughs> about <too>. Atlantis and, <laughs> and you know, how to see auras and, you know, how to open your psychic abilities and Edgar Cayce books. My brother was interested in those too. And so I was already on that path and my, my mom tried to teach me about meditation and I'm like, all right, did that for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, introduced me, she also introduced me to yoga. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I did that very irregularly. Mm -hmm. And then the, I guess it was just the thing that I caught on to doing all the time was once I had Reiki, I'm like, this is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, before I, the Holy fire training I did in 2017. And so there's 12 years between my Yusui master mm -hmm. and my Holy fire master. And when one does a master training, especially for, for the first time anyway, I feel like that's a kind of an anticipatory title like you have the title, but it might take a little while to earn, mm -hmm. or maybe you've already earned it. But in my case, I you know that was like here you'll grow into this, uh -huh. um, and I feel like with with the holy fire, I really have now. Mm -hmm. What's I mean? Can you tell me a little bit about what are the distinctions between usui and holy fire? Yeah. Well, um, holy fire comes from. Uh, a Yusui line mm -hmm. um, from the International Center for Reiki Training, which is one of the, the largest Reiki organizations in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it's run by uh, or founded by William Lee Rand, who learned from a number of different Reiki masters. Mm -hmm. And it came to him uh, kind of channeled in 2013. Mm -hmm. and Or 2013 or 2014. And I think he started teaching classes in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um there's the whole long story. You can go to Reiki.org and look on the Holy Fire page and go read about it a bit more for the, the more of the details. But I found personally my use of it. Um, it's so it's so much quicker and stronger mm -hmm. than 
my previous Yusui Reiki, and this is, it's still Yusui Reiki. Um, that's what my original Reiki traces back to. Uh, but this is just kind of like, for lack of a better word, higher vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a really noticeable heat mm-hmm. to it that's much stronger than how I practiced before. Mm-hmm. And it's much faster, too. I can just meet people mm-hmm. somewhere. like, in the, So what do you do? I'm like, oh, I do Reiki. I'm like, Reiki, what's that? I'm like, well, just hold out your hands. Mm-hmm. And usually within about 20 seconds... Um, I'm, you know, I've got my hands under their hand or over their hands and they'll go, Oh, and they notice something. Uh huh. And usually it's, it's a warmth. Sometimes it can be a, a little tingle or a light pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching them. Yeah. So I would never have done that before the Holy Fire Reiki because it's a much more subtle thing. It would take a few minutes need to be in a kind of relaxed situation. But I can do this in a bar. Mm-hmm. As long as the person hasn't had too much to drink, or I haven't. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. I, I've seen you work. Um, uh, we've worked together in various events um, through the community. Just the incredible um, sort of feedback is like, wow. You know, and I, I feel like, you know, I, I wasn't... It's interesting to learn about like holy fire Reiki because you're the first person I've ever heard say that. Um, and um, I know about Reiki men probably around, I don't know, probably for me, maybe it was 2002, 2003, 2002. I started my own Reiki training and became a Reiki master. And then with the spiritual group that I was with, we did something called light ascension therapy, which was a whole nother level of initiation. And I imagine, you know, now we're going to kind of zoom out everybody. Um, (laughs) um, That when you go into something like this, I mean, it's a way of life, right? It's like, not just how, how, how do you say it? Like, you know, before when I was introducing you, like, you really do have this light in the way that you show up in the community in the world is so genuine. And when you're working with this universal divine energy, I don't know, it kind of does something, yeah. I think, to you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of helps guide one's life. And as well as who you've always been, you're also guiding that. But there's something that kind of goes hand in hand with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me... It's, I, if I'm putting my intentions in, you know, using my Reiki well, I'm putting um, whatever I want to um, produce mm-hmm. in the world, for lack of a better word, but when, develop, grow. Um, I know I've got this, I'm no, I know I'm connected to this, to universal life force energy. Mm-hmm. And... It's intelligent, and it works for the highest and best good. Mm -hmm. If my intentions are aligned with that, (laughs) and I'm putting energy into that, guess what I'm going to get? Yeah. So I have great confidence that things are always going to work out well, Mm -hmm. and that I don't have to, you know, kind of push too hard Mm -hmm. or worry too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've, you know, I've had a lot of great interactions and teachers uh, along the way that have helped me to remember that because mm-hmm. I, I feel like we all kind of know that most people know that 
Like, oh yeah, I can just go with the flow. And, you know, sometimes people forget that. I forget that from time to time. Mm -hmm. And then I can remember and go, oh yeah, if things are not going well, and just, oh, Reiki on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, Um, especially when you live in a very busy city like Shanghai, where, you know, you know, where it's easy to kind of forget to be in the moment, <laughs> um, as well as, you know, what's really amazing about learning how to connect to universal divine energy is that it's everywhere. It's not only just in nature, though it is great being in nature, um, but that you can just be this incredible vehicle and channel to help people heal, um, ground, center, chill. Yeah. Oh. And become aware and give them, I I love doing small events or uh, events where I can give people a small taste, Mm -hmm. like a 10 or 15 minute session. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just like holding out hands Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds where people go, what's that? And it's (laughs) kind of like maybe the light switch goes on. Maybe there's a seed that was planted before and that's a little bit of water for that Mm -hmm. seed Mm -hmm. or for that sprout that's already up there. Yeah. Um, so kind of just like turning people on to, oh, there's something else, especially for the, the real materialists. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's happened for me a few times <laughs> or someone was like, I, I, I don't understand, but I just had that real experience. I felt that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to kind of like, that's a really great segue because, you know, just sitting here kind of with you and thinking about like the people who kind of like, wow, I never understood, but I felt that or thinking about, you know, here we are alive today in the most privileged time ever of humanity's existence. And um, there's so much possibility and yet so much crisis happening all over the world. And so I'd love to get your take on, you know, one, how you see this Reiki and even just kind of like, cause it is kind of a way of life, you know, it's not just I'm doing something to you, but there's something that comes with it. Tapping into an awareness. You said the word awareness. When people begin to come aware of something that they might not have understood, but have an experience that feels beneficial mm. and valuable to them, something else opens up. And I think, you know, when I look at it, it's like curiosity, creativity, more curiosity to even learn more, and then a responsibility kind of happens. Um, so I'm curious about your view in terms of this new paradigm that we want to create, which is based on love. Mm. How are we using it? Like, how are you, like, explain how you're rocking it with your clients, with even those small little taster sessions, and how do you see it helping other people kind of step into this mode of creating, I think, a more loving, healthier future? Great question. Um, you can digest that for a moment. <laughs> I always ask intense questions sometimes. People are like, T, that's a big question. I'm like, I can't help it. I just like, I want to know and you're the one I got to come to. <laughs> yeah, it's this big talk, you know, this big talk's needed. Um, I say, okay, so I'm going to give an example of my students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two students recently that have really rocked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, took them up to level two and at Reiki level two you can do distance and get a power increase from level one 
because um, you can do Reiki at a distance because it's a non-physical energy, so time or space don't really matter. Um, so you can jump around. Um, and one of my students, every time I see her, because she travels a bit, I've seen her a few times since, she's just so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you mm-hmm. for, um, you know, for, for having, you know, had class with me. I'm just like, no, I mean, thank you. Because <laughs> yeah. you're out there doing all this wonderful stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this great energy that is contagious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of brings me back to this word that I heard when I was out in Seattle um, in the the later mid, mid-2000s. And I don't know if it was what what the context where it was where it was for it if it was about a music group or you know DJs producers or whatever but it's love virus mm. and that that stuck with me mm-hmm. and when I say like the energy is contagious mm-hmm. when I see my students really vibing out there and these are like the ones that do best they've already got some vibes mm-hmm. um, the ones that do best immediately I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already got you know meditation practice going um they're already you know they're already open mm-hmm. in in some way and just seeing what they what they do with it and how it brings them peace and some power mm-hmm. and I, I you know i use that power in a really grounded kind of way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's not power over it's just that presence yeah 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 um all right so and what was the other part? <laughs> Using it to create, so the love virus, right? Yeah. Through what's great is that it's it's contagious through your students in the work and how that's shaping our future. So imagine more people being infected with the love virus. Exactly, and that's what I. That's <laughs> my vision. Uh huh. Tell us, babe. And there's <laughs> there are millions of of practitioners in the world mm-hmm. of Reiki practitioners in the world. Um, I would guess around six million, based upon the the last estimates that I saw. Wow, that's incredible. Six million, yeah. So one, almost one in every one thousand people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Wow. But you still can't go down to the park and see people doing Reiki on each other. Like you could see people doing yoga in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My my vision is that you can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I so my path. I have a path for that mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure and I'm, I'm open to this path changing as, as the energy needs. But, um, I really want to work with athletes mm-hmm. cause they're very in- influential. You get pro athletes. They have millions of followers on social media. Mm-hmm. They have short careers, mm-hmm. uh, where they're at their athletic peak. So any injuries are pretty major mm-hmm. and, the previous studies, um, they haven't really worked with athletes so much, but one of the measures of recovery from workout is heart rate variability. Mm. And as heart rate variability improves and increases, mm-hmm. um, that correlates with recovery from you know extreme workouts or really hard workouts, uh, less likely to get injured. Mm. And... Uh, I've used Reiki to recover much faster from a knee surgery that I had. Mm-hmm. And there's many stories out there. There's Reiki used in hundreds of hospitals in yep, the USA. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, and so there's, a, there's more research happening around Reiki in hospitals. 
because there's hospitals in every city. So, mm-hmm. but I want to go after the athletic market mm-hmm. because I think it's a really high valuable, highly valuable and highly visible mm-hmm. market that will get Reiki into the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, like, yeah. More into mainstream. The, more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally second that, support that, like all of that, because, you know, it's interesting. Um, just looking back, I mean, when you first study, even when I first studied it, I remember hearing about it also in hospitals too. But I think one naturally it was my calling too. Like you, I always looked at those books and just felt that was kind of my natural calling anyway. But I found that participating in it, even with people who are skeptical or like, oh, I don't believe in all this stuff. Well, you know, I always say, well, instead of believing something, what if you just use your imagination instead? So instead of me like trying to convince you of anything, just be open to experience something and use your imagination. And it really changes the game, I think, and people being able to open up to see what else is possible. And when I, and I say that out loud now because for me, Reiki, not only about, you know, when I've, um, I used to do a lot of like sound healing, Reiki bodywork sessions back when I used to live in New York. Um, and I knew that for me, <clears throat> I studied that stuff not because I necessarily only wanted to work one-on-one with people and just be the practitioner. I actually trained in that because I wanted to work with groups of people even in a completely different modality like one through podcast or giving public talks or leading trainings without necessarily specifically visibly doing it but having all of this experience behind me um, that allows me to have a much more deeper impact. Now what do I mean by that? So when we talk about energy and Reiki, I remember when I first started learning it, I was blown away with what I was opened up to and how I had to begin to look at life in a newer way. Be open to seeing and experiencing life in a new way, which then made all reality available to me. You know, all of a sudden being more sensitive. And I think being an artist, having a, a musician background of listening and understanding how to how to listen, um, even if I don't see, you know, because sometimes musicians have conductors that tell you where the beat is. But if you can't see, you can hear the music and where the beat is. So there was this other aspect of being able to kind of tune into being having cues. So that musical ability and then combined with like, Opening up to a universal energy that's all around us, like a life force that just allows us to be alive and learning how to tap into that and then heal my own shit, like whether it was my own emotional trauma or actually have a physical sensation or literally be able to use my imagination and feel the energy traveling through someone else when I was working on them opened, like opened me up to feel like, wow. I'm so much more in a position of, how would you say it, power, not power over, but power of creating an impact because I am so open to understand the language of sensitivity that I'm not missing anything and I'm able to hear it all, direct it all, participate it, as well as allow whatever needs to emerge to utilize me to help that healing move forth. I don't know if that was a lot, guys. Stick with me. I get it. But, you know, trying to explain things to people who need proof. I'm always like, well, let's just have an experience. Yeah. I'm I'm always the same way. I'm like, just 
you know, be open to receive, be open to the possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to convince anyone. I don't want to do any convincing. I'm not even here to sell anyone. It's an invitation. It's an offer. Um, I don't want to tell anyone what to think or, or what to feel. I might help them set up some expectations of like, well, you may feel some sensation. You may not. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever your experience is, it's working and it's just fine. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're open to it, great. And, you know, I think that that is an important kind of mindset as we move into a new way of existing, I think, as humanity, because, you know, this new paradigm, we all, none of us really knows what's going to happen. We're all stepping into the unknown. Um, Many of us are intending certain outcomes to happen. That's why we're doing whatever we can through the amazing work we do to plant seeds of thriving life for all. Um, But in truth, we really don't know. And sometimes, you know, I think that that's pretty scary, um, when we don't have control over things and when we don't know. And so I think something that keeps me in is this curiosity as well as not always having to have the ability to concrete explain something but know that there's an experience. Like I can feel love even if I don't see it, you know. Um, I know that, you know, um, there's gravity even though I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I... I I know that that exists mm. because I'm here and there's something about leaning in on just because I can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And when I think about creating a better world, one that's um, influenced by love and open through sensitivity of just connection and feeling into oneself and our ability to create, um, you know, uh, more sort of healthier ways of being in the world even if we can't totally understand it with our mind doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or that it doesn't matter. And so if more people open up to like what I'm taking from you and and sort of like, Oh my God, I'd love to see people in the park doing Reiki and it become more in the mainstream. And if the sports industry could take that, wow, if more people actually could become Reiki practitioners and masters, I think that their communication skills would improve drastically I think that people's clarity on their purpose would happen much faster about making healthy choices about what they want to do and who they want to be. They wouldn't have as much self-doubt. I think that helping other people out um, just naturally would come even faster. Manifesting more of what people want would happen faster because they would, I don't know, and maybe you can jump in. You know how to be of service and a vehicle because as a Reiki master, you're channeling energy and helping someone else as well as also participating in intending great outcomes for the people that you're helping. So it's like this contribution as well as I'm allowing it to happen through me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's being a, a channel. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, uh, practicing Reiki, you're channeling an energy to a client uh, for their highest and best good. So I don't put it in what I want for them unless they've asked for that mm-hmm. as far as, oh, you know, my shoulder is sore or I'm dealing with, you know, my heart doesn't feel good lately because whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to pay some extra attention to, to that, but it's really important to get the intention from the client so that they can be clear and so that as a channel, um, 
I can just allow the energy to go through because I don't do any of the healing for anybody. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, allow the energy to it's pass healthy. through. Mm-hmm. And everybody has and step back from them. So Reiki's not the only way and it's just the best way that I know mm-hmm. um, to be really connected and sensitive and um, you know, kind of connect in many different ways, whether that's with your purpose um, or you know, to be able to heal, to, con- to connect with your intuition more, which I think is a, an amazing benefit of it. As, as one heals in any domain, in any, through any means, one reconnects and strengthens that connection with their intuition. Mm-hmm. So if for nothing else, you might want to try, if you haven't tried Reiki, <laughs> all of you out there, you might want to try it just for that. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, when I was young, I was reading all these books, how to become psychic, how to read auras. I still can't read auras, but I'm more intuitive than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's because of Reiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. I I um I I agree so much, and sometimes it's hard to explain to people. But um, a lot of times, you know, now now when I look back at my life, now that I've lived, you know, I'd say quite a life now that I'm in my mid forties, um, I look at all of these amazing things that have given me access. Music, which was the first real thing, um, which in, in many ways, particularly think the way that I make music, I feel like I'm a vehicle. I also feel like I became a vehicle for that way because I practiced and got to a certain level, but then also opening up to Reiki and learning Reiki and becoming a Reiki master, whether or not I practice on people or not, I utilize it so that I can become a better person. I also did that with Bhutto dance. I studied Bhutto dance because I wanted to improve my music. I wanted to get as many multiple percepts perspectives of how to approach life or how to approach uh, any kind of expression through an energetic lens mm. that I could possibly get so that I could become a whole person, if that makes any sense. And so I was always like, you know, curious about things like that to, you know, then um, spending a lot of time with indigenous people and sitting in ceremonies um, to working with children to running programs and organizations to becoming an entrepreneur, all these various lenses, which, you know, then because I'm an artist, hybriding them all together for this interesting moment, I think that we're entering into, um, but when, not even, but as we sit here and like talk about it, that aspect and that layer of Reiki, energy study, these kinds of things, which in some ways, because when you go through, when you learn how to become a Reiki master, you actually get initiated. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just learn, you know, a couple of hand techniques and no, 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 no. You actually have to go through a program and work on yourself to be opened up to new levels of awareness and consciousness so that you can become this really clean sort of conduit for this type of energy. And I really feel like, oh my God, Michael, like as I'm sitting here talking to you, because I hadn't totally thought about it in this way until we started talking about it, 
is that through that, it opened me up to be, I think, even more of a, of a catalyst, a muse, yes, a healer, even if it may not look like that in the most obvious way. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Because I feel like, and I, I, I tell this to, to my students and people that I talk to, uh, that are interested about Reiki is it's an, an incredibly complementary kind of practice because mm-hmm. you can use it you can utilize it in so many different ways because one you're becoming more sensitive to energy and everything is energy in some sort whether it's something hard like matter uh, or it's something like radio waves so that's the kind of energy and there's also the non-physical energies mm-hmm. you know there's the energy when you walk into a room and mm-hmm. something just happened all right you can read the room mm-hmm. well how can you do that mm-hmm. you know there's there's not a sign on the wall <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah so we're, we're all sensitive and tuned in and then it helps in whatever your intentions are um you know, whether you want to run better events um uh, or you know, use it in your music. Mm-hmm. I you know, I have uh, yoga teachers, students that use it in their classes, mm-hmm. and they'll just put their hands on the floor mm-hmm. and run the energy through the room. Mm-hmm. Um, or they'll put their hands on their students during shavasana. Mm-hmm. And w- one of my my students, she she told me the story. Um, one of her one of her students had. Uh, done, had uh, a Reiki treatment before and when she put her hands on her at the end of class um, the student asked were you doing Reiki? <laughs> and she knew because that, that feeling mm-hmm. it was that same feeling mm-hmm. and so it can, can just be used in, in so many ways it's not just like okay well I gotta use this in a hospital mm-hmm. or I can use it just gotta find somebody that has you know, some discomfort, some aches or pain, mm-hmm. or they're emotionally uncomfortable, they got too much stress, they're not sleeping well. It works for all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's true. I mean, when we were doing the Inner Beauty, Outer Glow events, you know, even, for example, everyone, like, I mean, just like Michael said, like, you know, when you come into a room and if something happened, like if something devastating and the energy needs to kind of ground, you know, um, You've helped prepare the space, putting good vibes into the room. Um, you know, I sometimes do, do Reiki on my food, mm-hmm. you know, where I don't know I where do it as starts. well, yeah. Uh, you know, on, on water, um, on all kinds of things. And not because it's hocus pocus, but because I'm being conscious about asking for the universe, universal divine energy to just up level the vibration of it and because I'm able to understand that language I'm able to connect into it and be in relationship and say okay I'm going to use my hands and my intention to be this vehicle to raise the vibration of this water or this food that might have had maybe the person preparing it was going through it and didn't have the best intention not because they're bad but because of this or maybe it wasn't organic or the situation on the plane or someone's upset and they need to calm down or giving birth or whatever the situation is just setting that intention I think and utilizing it is so beautiful and like I'm such a huge advocate for this because it's not woo-woo, it's not strange, it's not hocus-pocus. 
It's like literally imagine everyone, like when you said it'd be so cool if people could like do this in the park, if it was mainstream. If everybody could just focus their time and energy on being a vehicle to do good in the world. To just simply say, I'm here to allow love and goodness to use me. Wow. Yeah, that's I that's it. And there's <laughs> and to know that that's available to them. And because that's that's one of the benefits that I see when, when this goes mainstream, and it will. It's a matter of time. Um, is that people? Oh, I have this power. I am connected. Mm-hmm. And when you're connected, you're just there's so much more available. And I feel like <laughs> when when that is available, we'll have so much more goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people will be making better decisions. Um, you know, companies, corporations that they want to have a wellness program or they want to make even better environmental decisions. Uh, they want to have uh, a better supply chain, better sourcing, uh, better recycling programs, um, design that even kind of mitigates the need to recycle. They can make these better decisions mm-hmm. because they'll be, they'll be tuned in. Mm-hmm. And, I feel, and it's part of that, that responsibility that you, you mentioned um, earlier, I feel that part of my responsibility as, as a Reiki master is to make those good decisions mm-hmm. for myself and not do those things that would go against it as far as like, oh, this, was, this is a, a non-thinking kind of wasteful thing that's going to have this bad impact somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still live in a consumerist society. Yes, there's still buy things that are wrapped in plastic. But that's kind of a more societal issue mm-hmm. that I think more Reiki in the world can help all of these other issues. Mm-hmm. It's just this waterfall that mm-hmm. is just flowing this good stuff down all to, to really anywhere. Yeah. And it's up to the people that use it to decide where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like it's just a really wonderful tool to, I think, kind of open people up to more of what's possible. And, um, you know, it's I think that particularly as we're stepping more into the unknown as we evolve, um, the ability to connect more to energy and to be able to actually experience that we have a responsibility um, and you know, the actual power to create through intention. Um, you know, I think when, when pe- more people can feel like they actually can contribute to uh, better living, um, you know, in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, uh, can really, I think, create a new shift in just how we behave. And um, it'll be interesting to, you know, to see what happens as, you know, we move more into the future and, you know, the economy continues to shift and powers change and, you know, climate change influences things and all of this stuff. But one of the things that feels really good is that I think it is really becoming more and more contagious and more people are curious. And and I know more people, I could say Reiki and more people understand that word than they did, you know, 15 years ago. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, that's pretty cool, including like vegan. Everybody now puts vegan on their packaging. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, but 
things take time, yi dian dian, as we say in Chinese mm-hmm. here. And, um, you know, I'm wondering if there's any last bit of words of anything on your heart for our listeners out there as we move more into the unknown, um, how to kind of just, you know, you know, be present with the energy around them, you know, how um, they can even participate in creating whatever vision that they want to create. Any words of wisdom that just might be on your heart because you've got such a beautiful heart. Sure. Um, Of course, I'm a huge advocate of Reiki because it's worked so well for me and produced so many things, but everybody has the power in their hands and in their heart and in their heads and in their, their words and their minds. Um, it's just a matter, I really feel like it's a matter of intention and working out that intention and, ha- and having trust in the universe. Uh, I don't think anyone is here by accident. I don't think anyone's here wrong. You know, there's, there's none of that. I don't know, don't know a better way to say that, but um, there, I don't think anyone is a mistake. There's mm-hmm. no mistakes here. Mm-hmm. And we all make mistakes. And that's great. They're learning opportunities. They're wonderful. You know, bless them. Uh, but use your intention to, to help create, you know, what it is that you want. Or use your intention. You can even put the intention, if you don't know what you want, you can just set the intention of, I discover what I want. What, what's important to me comes to me, and I recognize that. Hmm. Mm. I recognize gifts that come to me when they come to me. Mm. And there are a number, there's, there's so many things. And, you know, your words can be magic. And I feel like words are. And they're the spells that you're putting out there. And when you really try to align your head with your heart, there is something more magical <laughs> that happens. Mm. Mm. I love it. Align your head with your heart, baby. So beautiful. Honey, thank you so much for your time and your super great vibes. Like, I feel intoxicated by greatness. And um, I really love all that you stand for and all that you do. You're such a beautiful human being. And I'm so happy that you're here in Shanghai you know, bringing in those good vibes and that you're in my life and in so many of our communities' lives. It's such a blessing. You really are. And um, just really thank you. Thank you for all that you do and inspire. <laughs> right right back at you, all of that. Absorbed, thank you, received, and all the same to you. Um, one of the great, uh, one last thing about Reiki is when, when you have the power in any, any modality, Mm-hmm. that you can use and take ownership of and use it for the benefit of other people, especially when you don't need any equipment, you don't need any tools. You can go anywhere in the world mm-hmm. and help people and find a way to become valuable mm. to communities, to individuals, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so whatever your medium is, go rock it. Yeah, boom. <laughs> go rock it. That's what's up. You guys got that? Go rock it. We want to thank you for being here with us, too. It's just wonderful that, you know, you're here on the other end, but yet completely here with us. And um, thank you for choosing to be here on New World Voices and joining Michael and I. And we're going to send you off into your day, wishing you so much love and light on your way 
to use your intention to do great because you were designed for greatness. Take care, everyone. So much love and light.